0: Welcome to Seize the GM. I'm your host, Zended.
1: I'm your co-host, Jules.
0: And I'm Nell Operations.
1: Have you ever had a great idea for a campaign? Do you have a bunch of friends who want to play an RPG but have no one to run it?
0: Do you want to see what the world is like behind the GM screen instead of in front of it? Well, we're here to help you do just that. Each week, the three of us will be discussing various GMing topics terminology, maps, atmosphere, world building, you name it. So sit back and relax, and let us help you improve your art of GMing, one show at a time. And welcome to another episode of Seize the GM. All right. All right, so today we have a special guest with us, kind of like when we had Zippy Toe Tag, but today we have Jeffrey W. Ingram from the World Builder's Anvil with us today. Yes! So we are going to just talk about a little bit of bantery stuff, so... Jules, what you been up to this week?
1: Why do I always have to go first? <laughs>
0: because it's easier to push and transition quickly from something you've said.
1: <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> yeah, That's a problem um, with that,
2: having a show with GMs is they're always going to fight for control. I know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, depends on your, depends on your area of manipulation and how you do it. Um, today, who? Oh, today yeah. was pretty, pretty awesome in a couple of respects. Um, one, a game on my Steam wishlist went on sale, so I'm like, yes, awesome. It was a bonus that made me very happy. That was no, well, it, it nothing big, but I was just like, yay, happy. And Star Wars Day, of course. <laughs> and oh my God, the the bad Star Wars jokes, you know. And of course, like May the Fourth be with you, and tomorrow's Revenge of the Fifth. <laughs> you know and of course the the horrible you know the not not kidding there's dirty 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 star wars jokes you know it's just like like i'm the death star you be all to run i'll blow the hell out of you yeah so there's i see nothing uh, wrong with that (laughs) (laughs) i don't either but it's just really it's not the kind of joke you're you know you're expecting especially if you're kind of like half zombied out because you're exhausted Star yeah,
2: Wars well, is a family movie.
0: Well, it oh, could uh-huh. be, but it could also not be.
2: Well, <laughs> that yeah. would put a whole new uh, shine on the Ewoks. Okay. True. I, but, yeah. I, 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 disavow them. Yeah. And yeah, but- you could disavow them, but they're part of what makes Star Wars Star Wars. No, they don't.
1: No, it, that's the just force put it this is way: is what makes
2: Star
0: Wars Star Wars.
1: Well, let's just put it this way. We, we probably wouldn't have the movie Willow if we didn't have um uh, uh Star Wars episode 6. Because that that was Warwick Davies, I think first kind of you know show. Yeah, granted he wasn't he, he was wicked, but you know, it was one of mm-hmm. that and then you get to parlay that into into bigger things and we got Willow and Willow was awesome. But no, it was like Origins registration.
0: Uh, no uh, hey, yeah. I'm happy
1: I'm happy for three things. I was able like I, I know that you usually don't uh, pre register. <laughs> I don't at all. I the thing is like there were three things I wanted to do this year and one of them is the it's the diceless uh tabletop game where instead of rolling dice you do the Jenga. Oh, dread. Yeah. Okay, and I got it. I got it. I wanted to do one of those and Deadlands Noir. I love Deadlands. Deadlands oh, is great. We have the yeah. Deadlands Noir book. I hate you. <laughs> I just, I just wanted because I love Deadlands, and the other one I wanted to get into the Dread game because, for me, it's a it's a very unique way of horror storytelling and just that building up. It's it's a it's, it's a very good mechanic. It's that mechanics is metaphor, and it's really good, and it has a lot of those, you know, build-up, release, build-up, release, build-up, release, uh, built into using the Jenga mechanic. I like that, and I want to see, you know, I mean, I saw it done on Will Wheaton's tabletop. I want to see how it would do with real people instead of people that are, like, you know, extremely talented and smart and pretty and funny and, you know, their hair is good. I want to see what people, like, you know, hair halfway off to the side, you know, it's like at the end you'd, of the day.
0: You'd be surprised at how effective that game is at building
2: Oh, yeah. no, the, It's a um, wonderful tension for horror, like you said, because it's like, yeah. now I have the horror of pulling up the Jenga piece.
0: Well, yeah, because what it does yeah. is like, every time you go to do something important.
1: Yeah, mm. every time you'd normally make a dice roll. Yeah, when
0: it's,
1: you, well, it if, if you want to do that, height.
0: it's, it's, Two pulls from the tower, Mm. and the more and more you do, of course, the more and more unstable the tower gets. So
1: exactly, eventually it crashes.
2: At the climax, that's where I can see why it would work with horror, just because it's the idea that you're every everything you're doing is increasing tension. Yeah, Yeah. and this one
1: now
0: imagine doing dread, call a Cthulhu. Just there's (coughs)
1: there is one like that. Yeah. Now, at that point, no, no, no. At that point, you all got your characters getting ready to play. You look over the tower and just smash it. We're all doomed anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the the one that I got into, because uh, some of them was like deep space horror. Uh, some was like um, uh, was H.H. H. Holmes at the World's Fair. But the mm-hmm. one I was going into is in The, the Nightmare of a Child. Oh, God. And here, and the thing is, like you know, what I'm good at. Yep. And one, I want to see how good the storyteller is. Mm-hmm. And if he's, and here's the thing, if he's good, I'll have a heck of a lot of fun. If he's not,
0: you, you know what I'm the gonna game do. Fun.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I said, it's. It, I love that. I love, especially with that kind of like dark twist kind of thing. So mm. you know, I signed up for that one. I also, on your and uh, Noel's recommendation. I put myself in a paranoia game.
0: Oh is fun. Yeah. Paranoia is a blast. I
1: hate you so much because I have no idea what I got myself into. <laughs> and you just said it's good. And I oh, trust you. Fun. And I'm reading this, I'm like, what did I just get? How You're many a clones clone. do we get? Seven. No my <laughs> Oh Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just I have no idea what's going on. There's like they said lasers and I don't know. Yeah. Any Isn't that you... the
0: point? Yeah. <laughs> Anytime you do something wrong... Okay, if if you ever see... If the laser hits somebody and they're just smoking boots, immediately start clapping. Why? I, because if you don't, then friend computer will think that you're an evil mutant commie bastard and shoot you. <laughs> or bring you happy I signed, pills.
1: I signed Steve up for this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, this is going to be hilarious. Oh, I am going to watch this
1: <laughs> no, I, I'll let you know when Zippy and I are going to be doing this because yeah. I signed us up to do this. And you know, dude, when we play like okay. tabletop games, he gets the red meeple, and he always goes, "He's like, I'm the red threat, call me, Kazi," and I'm like, "Oh yeah."
0: Yeah. So uh,
1: it's face me.
0: Yeah, it's gonna I be fun. I have no fun. idea what to expect. Mm. That'll be I'm gonna
1: die. Fun. I'm gonna blow us all up.
0: And you're gonna do. And you're gonna do paint take at Origins. Maybe I'm gonna make Maybe. you.
1: Maybe. Try it. You can't make me do anything.
0: <laughs> I'll get Steve to help me. He won't. <laughs> <laughs> he might for just, me. No, no.
1: It honestly, let's just put it, it depends on the day, okay? Well, Today yeah. is a bad day. A Very bad day. So, but, you know, but I, there's all these little weird techniques and brushes and I'm looking at this and I'm like.
0: Oh, no. Don't worry about it. I'm dead serious. Screw
1: this. I'm just going to paint it all green there. It's a goblin. Yeah. <laughs> it's
0: a, it's <laughs> Just wait till yeah. you see I how I Lord. do it. it s- into a little
1: bit of brownie. Fill in the wood. Yeah. No, nah, I can't. I can't. And it's, I, There's so many teeny details. I can't. Yeah. I can't.
0: You'd be I surprised.
1: Yeah.
2: You'd be surprised.
1: Right. So what All about right, you? So do? Come on, you. Me? You've got more interesting lives than me.
2: Well, I, I had a very interesting, uh, uh, especially last couple of weeks for game mastering uh, stuff. It's kind of funny. Uh, I, I have another podcast about business and um, we're, we're going with this idea of an, what, an attractive character because storytelling is a big part of marketing. Mm-hmm. So I literally I spent hours generating characters Um through I've uh, campaign calligrapher. So I'm like generating like these fantasy characters and then I'm using those uh, in, in the videos. I had a blast. Oh, you that's know? Brilliant. so it was, That's awesome. So it's kind of like, this is the attractive character. You know, it's like a big orc with a, a cigar and stuff. <laughs> and it, just, it, oh it, it, it worked for what I was doing, but it was like, I could use my fantasy world building stuff to be able to make stuff for business videos. This is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> imagine it matching
1: an orc with a stogie and I'm laughing my head off. Oh, my gosh. Dude, that's so cool. Uh,
2: yeah, so that, that 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 was one of my, my favorite activities. And then um, I've actually uh, been working a lot with a friend, putting together uh, a podcast, uh, a temporary release podcast I'll be putting out later on for uh, a book I'm working on. And um, just do sort of like a world codex kind of thing. Give it out for free in Apple and see if I can help generate because it's a great way if you can get to into new and noteworthy, and I I have a system for that, so um, hopefully I can get a new and noteworthy, get a whole bunch of extra people in there uh, and interested in that, and then hopefully get in to buy my books, so that would be awesome, too. So. Yay! Unfortunately, more worky kind of uh, world-building stuff, but I've actually been itching, because it's been a while since I've actually uh, run a game, uh, just too much work for too many years, uh, trying to shift over into um, full-time at-home, like Doing the stuff I do now, which I'm not sure if I can really truly call that work, but um, <laughs> but I don't know, try and get something set up like maybe roll 20 or something like that and just start doing that again just to have some fun, you know, and uh, just throw it out there as outreach kind of stuff too because I think that would probably be pretty fun, you know, just do uh, uh, games through there. But I, I I I'm kind of a perfectionist and and when you, you start think? involving the visual medium you start evolving a visual medium like roll 20 so now it's like i i need proper like maps for stuff so it looks very good mixed in you know because people will hopefully be watching it too so uh eh, whatever just uh <laughs> you know yeah. just
1: uh, you're lucky you're lucky to have that ability as i keep telling everyone my my stick figures have polio
2: well what i do is i have this piece of software called campaign calligrapher and i use that to create uh uh, the elements that I use for uh, for uh, characters, for for everything. for I could do 3D maps, perspective maps yeah. and, and just kind of piece stuff together. Overland maps, um, everything. And, yeah, it, and, it's, and, it's, and you could do it's, real I stuff.
1: I want basically, it. I must get this. Gimme, gimme.
0: Basically, what oh. Campaign Calligrapher is, is it is, is a really streamlined version of Photoshop. Mm. Basically. Yeah.
2: It's, it, it, it's more like it's it's more like it's more like AutoCAD, uh, but it's for making maps. Yeah, it's both.
0: It's it is it is part AutoCAD, part mm-hmm. Photoshop,
2: because you can just it's go kinda in cool and kind of cool too, because you can do you can do old school, um, you can do like real old school gaming maps, which I have a huge affinity for, or or you can do uh, sort of stuff that really is relatively realistic kind of images. You know, as well too, so you can put together modern maps um, or or things that are supposed to look like an actual planet. Um, and they have a great a a great add-on uh, piece of software for people who feel like they suck at making geography called Fractal Terrain Maker. And it will literally, like within five minutes, you can you can you can flesh out a world that has uh, rivers. Uh, altitudes, weather patterns, uh, ocean depths, and it will do it an entire world in, like, yeah. five minutes.
1: That's procedural generation. Holy crap. Yeah,
2: yeah. And you sort of can pick the different types of procedures you want, and then you can sit there, and then you can sort of paint climate. You can paint, and it will sort of do it through, like, a painting method. So, like, if you want to make an area drier, it affects the climate as a whole. It's Oh, yeah. have some pretty, pretty cool pieces of software. Yeah. Oh. Uh, And, of course, what kind of fantasy world doesn't have a good solar system made up for it? Because that's important. Yeah? (laughs) To me, yeah.
1: Yeah. Because you're never content with just
2: one world. Well, not only that, though, it's like, but you know, I need to know what all of the you know planets that you can see from the planet, because that will affect the cultures, you know, because what you can see from how the surface. How long it takes for
1: certain things to actually align, so you could actually get, you know, would it be a centurion every two hundred and fifty years? Would it be every thousand years? What kind of things would happen? No, how do what's you the know, progression do you know of the to stars?
0: You know the best way to do that? Just make it up.
1: No, yes, it's that more fun contact- to that is More the fun best put way. It in And actually, do the physics behind it. I, no, you
0: don't need the physics. Physics is for
2: actually, real that's things. That's fun for me. Bite <laughs> me. There's a generator for that too, where it's pretty cool. Where you can you can generate a calendar. I think it's Don John.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, and they have a very cool calendar maker where you can say, okay, here here's the suns. You can put in some orbit specifics, the number of moons you have, and it will actually create. It'll even throw in random events for comets and stuff like that in there for you. Yeah. Uh, which is pretty cool.
1: I mm, I got you know what you ought to do this would be like totally cool is you know like at a convention or something hold a seminar and like these are all the cool tools. This is like it's like I, I would pay to go to that and I'm like ah I would totally <laughs> But that's me. That, that's me because there's you know, for me that that's so much more fun, like seeing the tools
2: mm-hmm. in
1: real time and all the other kind of bells and whistles because you know, you've used them and then you, you and then you're bing bong back after the after with uh, other people. Imagine the cool stuff you would just, just with everyone sitting and futzing around with it. But yeah. you have like the mentor guy going, here you go. I will guide you through the tools yeah. rather than I deleted yeah. the internet again.
2: <laughs> well, I, I, as a former IT professional, I, I always prefer those kind of workshops where you had a little bit of hands-on on top of it too. Mm-hmm. And that's actually one of the things I think about doing too is actually as I'm going through and I'm sort of reconstructing everything in my world, you know, you know, is is actually like maybe just like videotape myself doing it and then just putting it up there and getting feedback from people why I do it too, just because I'm weird.
1: No, that's actually. I mean, the thing you could either do it, you know, silent and then you play it back and you do voiceovers explaining yeah. this. Here's the tool. Mm-hmm. You know, in the corner, put up a couple websites because mm-hmm. you you all right. You, I fellow IT professional here.
0: Yeah. Fellow, okay, IT, IT guys.
1: Hey. <laughs> No, because that's, you know, especially, I mean, we'd get stuff like that. And then like, uh, like live sessions or even heck like a, like a simulcast kind of a thing where,
2: yeah, you, you could probably I'd stream it. it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, and you could have fun
2: and, and just do stuff with the people on there.
1: Yeah. You I, know, I'd, and... I'd subscribe. I'd subscribe.
2: Excellent. Okay. I'll <laughs> definitely in. add that to my list. <laughs> you know um and in
1: the, in the in, for in the future when you have uh this wonderful elusive thing called time right well
2: i i actually do a lot with time so this is actually part of my job now which is really cool so uh yeah so i i, I have to do this for my work so
0: ah uh, yeah <laughs> awesome i
2: have to it's horrible
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's tough to do things that you enjoy doing i know i know
1: yeah well you know, the, there's that payoff. I, I told you about the Zen. Just like you turn something you love into something that's that's your paycheck. Oh, I know. That's why I never went to music professionally. That's mm-hmm. the reason.
0: See, I, yeah, figured, oh, that- I figure one of these days I'll, I'll get to figuring out how to um, to be a a high end DJ because I went to the uh, <laughs> I went to one of the clubs that's here in Knoxville. And they have, they have, it's amazing. They have once a month, they have a goth night. <laughs> so, yeah. so I went because yeah. I'm an old school goth. So I show up in my black leather pants and my, and I'm just like, I'm standing there and I'm just like, okay, all right. So I'm kind of leaning up against the back wall, just kind of, I, I'm, you got I'm a skulking,
1: Do You have the you globe know? cigarette? Uh, no,
0: I. i not quit smoke smoking. It. You just
1: have to hold the. No, you just have to hold the clove cigarette. It's Knoxville.
2: It's Lay, hard to Lay the
0: couch. No, they had couches there, but I didn't do that. Um, no, I had my rum and coke, like you know, just hanging by the ends of my fingers, as I'm standing there, cattily, like 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 the caddiest cad to ever cad, critiquing everybody in this place, and then the music, because. Who listens to Nickelback at a goth at place? <laughs> oh, I'm just saying, I just <laughs> yes.
1: say, nobody was doing like, wait, yes. what? There was no humpscot. You know, they are no... no, no.
0: No, no. They didn't understand what music was. <laughs> um it was like there, wait, somebody they
1: doing, had, they, somebody played Nickelback and it wasn't done ironically. No, it was like
0: imp, it was imp, on purpose. Now, they and did have one, no, no, they had three DJs them. the whole night, and mm-hmm. the first two were god-awful, and the third guy at least knew what the hell he was doing. Mm-hmm. The pesh Mode? No, 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 no. He was actually playing, like, more old-school stuff. Like, original goth, like, ethereal and stuff. I mean, like, really, he got what goth was. And so I was just like, by the end of it, I'm like, oh, thank God, at least somebody understands this. But then it was really funny, because my wife was there with me, and she's just like, what is wrong? I'm like, I need to be like, I think I could take my phone, put on my goth Spotify channel, and plug it in, Mm -hmm. and it would be better than what the other two DJs had played. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, <laughs> Just, I, I have to argue in their defense though. I remember years ago, and I was never a goth guy. I was one of those crazy metal people in my in my younger days. But I was. Both. And, uh, well, I still listen to <laughs> crazy metal, but um, but I, you know, uh, not a goth person. But uh, there was a goth night at a club that was. Uh, near where my friends lived, and they wanted to go, so we go, and we knew a bunch of girls were going to be there. Which is, ironically, when I was younger, sort of a thing that would bring me into a place. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so we go there, and it's you know it's typically what you would expect, you know, you know, like sofas and places for people to lay their hand on their head, and uh, they and call those really...
0: feigning couches.
2: <laughs> yeah, and 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 then at one point they played "Walking on Sunshine" and all of these like almost every goth in the place went out and was doing walking on sunshine because it was ironic was of the, but it was one of the funniest things to watch <laughs> yes and uh because it was ironic no, I, 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 I would well i would say probably only about five percent of the people in there were actually goth um but uh the other ones were goth for the evening Yes. Uh, which was probably uh, more the thing, though. And that's probably where the people learned the bad behaviors like Nickelback and, hey, let's throw in some Creed.
0: Yeah, things like that. No, yeah. but
1: now, the, the ones, though, that were as good as they actually would take, um, like when I used to go to the clubs a lot, they would actually take some of those songs, but the DJ was actually good, and he would actually take little bits of it that would actually mesh with uh, a song and splice it to give that mm-hmm. depth. Well, am yes. like, well, okay, that's
0: cool and shit. And you can do things like that. Well, that's that. clever, yeah. And, yeah and mixing is a fine yeah. art, and mm. this yeah. was like as soon as one saw and they would play like something like super fast mm mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then there was no like there was no build to it. it was just like super fast, slow they yeah somewhere they in the middle,
2: lead. yeah
0: like they had no idea how to arrange a set a flow, yeah mm-hmm. and I'm just like. Oh, you yeah. are horrible people! You need to let me DJ.
1: <laughs> this is this is why actually, uh, at, at least in the couple clubs that I, I used to go to, the goth clubs way way back, dear God, so many years ago, um, they actually had and was really kind of cool. Um, they'd have like one section that was kind of like more uh, techno industrial goth, mm-hmm. and then they had like the non-techno industrial goth, and they also had the corner of the rave cave okay which i thought was kind of cool because you know this this was like the mid-90s yeah. so there was that kind of weird kind of bleed over where you had like lords of acid which is kind of like much more techno-y but still kind of fit in the goth scene yeah that kind of stuff
2: you know so you know um, te- you had all, all all of the industrial stuff going on then too which could kind of Flow in yeah. and out certain songs. and yeah. Stuff, yeah,
1: yep, and and the nice thing is, but they had like different like dance floor areas. So I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. you could. There was a little bit of music bleed over, but not enough to really yeah. mess with anything. Yeah. And of course, the walls and everything were all just painted black. And well, just, that's like, how
0: everything was. Yeah, you know,
1: but the it was kind of cool. But the over in the rave cave is just like you know, it would be painted black, but then they'd turn on like some of the ultraviolets and there was stuff on the black that you couldn't see until the. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. You know?
0: Yeah, glow-in-the-dark paints and stuff.
1: It was always kind of neat. Yeah. You know, so you could, and the, the nice thing is, at least the goth culture around here is alright, you went to the industrial thing, then you went to you know, the rave cave, they didn't mind it if it was just like, raver, eh! Now they're like, ah, cool. Yeah. You know, and then like a raver went into like, you know, the industrial area and just sort of thrashing like You know, it's like ah, it was kind of fun. It was, you know, I don't remember what happened, but like in the middle of it, there's like they put on some GWAR, which was awesome. (laughs) Like everyone, the thing is like a lot of the industrial gods. No, they were putting because a lot of the industrial gods are also kind of metalheads too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's a nice crossover. So I don't remember what happened, but they put on they put on. when I was, in war, I was like gore, gore, food, We're like ah, everyone loses the freaking mind. It was great. Yeah, I miss that. But you know, and the nice thing is, like, all right, if you need to calm down or change the mood, I miss that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> they, and we all had good DJs, man. They, they, it's, it's, they knew how to, they knew how to spin. right. you know, they weren't always all like super duper awesome, but they, mm. you know, if they wanted to, they weren't above fucking with somebody. You know, and they were kind of like switching a set. It's like, all right, they put something on and you're like, "Ah, Santana, what the hell <laughs> you know, or you know they 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 didn't go to nickelback, which but backstreet boys, oh hell, yeah, they troll you with backstreet boys, <laughs> but they do it just for a wee wee a small bit, you know, it's just like, okay, how do you you know yeah i I like that, sorry,
0: <laughs> <laughs> so. Ah. We have been going on about whatever for a very long time. This we're is like bantering. Yeah. 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 And that's kind of it, the beauty of this is that we don't have to, you know, it was we're just, world
1: building. We did a lot on the world building and the programs right. and the computers. And and, and <laughs> I, I want to be a cyborg and I, I want to plug my brain into that.
2: I want to be a cyborg.
1: I want to plug my brain into what he's describing because I, that'd be so cool. She
2: wants to walk on sunshine. Yes.
1: Yeah, I'm walking on some spine. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Don't you know it feels good.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Hello, chiropractic.
0: So, but yeah, so, well, how long have you actually been GMing stuff?
2: um i think the first module i ran not to date myself um i don't know if they still use those today they do. Uh, yes they do yeah no I, I i haven't used one of those in a very long time but um <sighs> 1981 i want to say okay i think that was the first time i back then it was more like it's your your time to pass the module around because yeah. you're going to run game because we're all like 11. and um Yes.
1: Yes.
0: <laughs> you are the youngin here.
1: <laughs> I was three. Yeah.
2: Well, my my wife was three.
1: All right, so not so bad.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a a little. Insight. My wife wasn't born yet.
2: Hey. Well, it's funny (laughs) because when I married my wife, she told me if I ever cheated on her, she was going to call the cops, and they'd put me away. So, uh, I joke that I just, just, well, at the time I was 30, she was 20, so there was maybe some truth to that. Um,
1: (laughs) Now, she'd probably kill you, and they'd never find the body, because no one believed she could do it. (laughs) I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding.
2: Uh, You've never met my wife. Actually, (laughs) Mark.
1: I think we'd get along.
2: Yes, probably.
0: Yeah, Mm. Chrissy met my my wife, and she is certain that my wife could
2: get away with it. (laughs) Well, my wife's smart enough to get away with it if she wanted to, but I think the irony of going to jail, you know. know.
0: That is the only thing that keeps my wife from killing people is the fear of jail.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Mine's the inconvenience of finding a lawyer and paperwork, paperwork.
2: It's going through, having to beat it is what you're saying. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah,
1: no, it was just paperwork. <laughs> I think they'd kill you. I think you die of boredom before you actually got. But not just that, cleanup is messy.
2: Well, my wife's a CPA by nature, so she's forced to do all kinds of ungodly paperwork. So
0: <laughs> she's used to that part of it.
2: Well, it's funny. It's that everyone's like, well, accountants wouldn't want tax reform." and my wife's like, "Yes, it's y- messed yeah. up. We should do something different." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Something simpler. Please. It needs to be simpler. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so what module were you on? What was that mod? What was
2: it? It was it was, caves of chaos. Awesome. Um, yeah. Uh, was was the first module, which I think all of us ran. I don't know how many times. Keep on the borderlands. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes. I don't know that one. Uh, uh, and it, it, it came with the original uh, basic D and D book. And um, it's okay. You, yep, B1. You, were, you were this many. Um, yeah. So. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yep. B one. I remember that adventure well. I had. Yep. I had all of those original ones. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No. And we waited for the expert set to finally come out, and that was that t- That's why we started world building was because you had to wait for stuff, or then when stuff would come out, you had no money. You know, because and you're 11, so you don't really have any reliable work at that point. And piracy
1: Uh, on the internet wasn't a thing,
2: correct? The internet wasn't really a thing. Um, (laughs) Yes. So, um, my dad got a computer soon, which was nice, but still finding stuff was not easy. And um, so uh, that that was really kind of where we started. Um, we kind of shifted over to AD&D probably after the expert thing came out we got uh was it first edition i i, I forget uh it was around the time of second edition uh we we switched uh, over to I was going to say cuz if you were if you were around
0: during that early part you were still dealing with the original first edition
2: i had the original um i know i had like the player's guide for original i think maybe deities and demigods um uh let's see uh, the original monster manual it was kind of it was around it, it's all sort of a blur in my brain those years so. yeah
0: yeah cuz i know it was 87ish <laughs> i think when that was uh, second when second edition came out
2: okay yeah yeah so it it was somewhere cuz it was after the expert came out before it took a really long time before the the set after expert came out
1: Yes. Uh, I, I don't
2: even remember the level of it. We bought it. Companion. I bought it at some point. Companion. And then they had the Immortal. And was there a Master one too? There or was Masters.
0: Like and yeah. then there was Immortal. There were yeah. five different sets. Mm-hmm. And it took you from first level all the way through till you were In- immortal, Immortality. Yeah. And you yeah. were basically godlike.
2: Yeah. And, and, and so, you know, but but really, even though I kind of picked those other ones up, you know, once you know and it was somewhere like 85 to to 87 it was when we started shifting over to AD&D um you know and, and and the thing was you know there was like World of Greyhawk um yeah there was one box set yeah <laughs> and uh which was really cool i i actually never was a huge fan of um of forgotten realms playing it and I guess I didn't get it when it came out. I just kinda opened it up and there wasn't a bunch of cities and stuff on there and I was just kinda like, eh. You know, so I, I never really got into that one. And then Dragonlance, and that's really kind of what put me off into world building was when I got to Dragonlance is at kind of the right age where it was kinda like, you know, I, I'm spending more time making like stuff up. I wonder what like a world I would make up looks like. Yeah. So um yeah.
0: Yeah, that's, that's kind of how it was with me. It was like, I remember all those... I remember reading the old Dragonlance books and everything as they were coming out. And...
2: I even got one of the chainmail books around here somewhere, but I never played that.
0: Uh, so I've got White Box.
2: Yeah. Mm. Oh, wow.
0: That, <laughs> I've got like the yeah. original White Box sets. Yeah. Like multiple copies of it.
2: Yeah. So, I I, I mean... I, I kind of... Re- for years it was all of that um when i went into the service i got introduced to palladium Oh, i'm sorry yeah and uh <laughs> it, yeah i i don't play palladium um the, palladium had one good game
0: and it was not riffs it was I can uh, agree with that it was tmnt it was... and other strangeness
2: teenage yeah and i i played that game once and um, I actually as a player, I played that game, and the the game master didn't really think it out, but he kind of gave me Green Lantern powers. Oh my god! Which I thought was cool because <laughs> I love Green Lantern. But you're not really thinking these are like teenage mutant ninja powered kind of things. Yes, It's like I could just kind of squash everything in the game, and it wasn't really fun. Um, but it it, it 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 was an enjoyable, fun thing to do. Um, but I I just I'd never liked Palladium. Um, that's about the time White Wolf was coming out, and that became huge for a while.
0: Everyone and, at that point, yeah.
2: And so I, I got pulled in, and I started game mastering that. And I it kind of annoyed me because I went backwards to where I was starting to use other people's source books again. And, and it frustrated me. And then, so I just kind of, I took the Milwaukee thing for th- that, and I, I made it my own. And, and people who played with me, um they realized that i believed in the idea that being a vampire was a curse kind of i liked the <laughs> concepts of the books the players usually wanted to be vampires and and so I, I i never made it quite so easy on them you know like it was so funny i created a blood disease that literally like you would start bleeding blood out of your pores and um you would go into like you know fr- frenzy frenzied hunger rages and literally and it would be like okay, I'm going to go outside and like there'd be a group of nuns and orphans walking by. And so you like, <laughs> like lose it start slaughtering these things that you're supposed to love and cherish. And Oh, hi, mom. <laughs> you know, yeah. and, 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 and then like later on when the live action stuff started coming out, which I never really got into that, but a blood disease started coming out in there and people, I got like nasty phone calls from people cause they thought like they had heard about my disease. <laughs> And I'm like, I'm pretty sure you couldn't do that live action. Yeah. You know, because it's sort of chemical warfare kind of stuff was what I was doing. And it was not something you could act out, you know. So,
0: (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Now I I remember, I remember
2: all of those things happening. Mm -hmm. And then really I found GURPS. And for me, as a world builder and a storyteller first, GURPS was the perfect system for me. You know, so I pretty much, I've I've stuck with GURPS. And I was forced to run White Wolf for years. And I didn't dislike White Wolf. White Wolf was a fun system to play. Um, I thought it was a little dice heavy. And uh, it was kind of meant for building power characters, which are fine. But um, they're still very easy to kill. I'll just tell everyone who liked (laughs) White Wolf players, they were very easy to kill. and um, You know, so it was like you know, when I found GURPS, though, I really went it there and that's really where I started getting to this idea of, you know, evolving a fantasy world and like, OK, I want to play a space game in my fantasy world. I want to play, um, you know, a, a, a Western in my fantasy world. I want to play what I want to play in, in 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 my world, yeah. you know, at and so I really spent way too much time in my world, and I do have other worlds and stuff like that, which I do play around in, but you know it's stuff pretty much of my creation. I do have some stuff that is earth um you know uh earth based kind of stuff, but uh in general, it's either earth based kind of stuff or my world. I don't really um get into the um uh most games anymore I and it's just because I enjoy running. I, I do enjoy the systems of games. Um, but it's like GURPS really just always worked for me. I could buy the high-tech book. I could buy the space book. I could buy the things. And, but it, it kept the other worlds out of there. And where that was really my obsession was creating the worlds and then framing the stories within there and, and and having other things going on so you felt like the world was shifting and moving around you. And sometimes the things would push over into where you're at And other times, they were just this distant war that you would hear rumors and stories about, and there was a fear of it getting closer, but it really did impact the game. So you could add in a lot more themes and story elements to people to make it feel like it's real when, you know, it's not. (laughs) Because, you know, it's like really, you know, I mean, there are way too many races in our world to be realistic. There are way too many things in my world to have been all well developed, but they feel well from the perspective of the stories that people are involved in.
0: Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> that is one of the that is one of the beauties of universal systems is mm-hmm. there's usually a lot of modular add-ons that you can just go Ploop, bloop, mm-hmm. bloop, 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 yep. bloop, bloop. I like this, I like that. And yep. you know, you can just mm-hmm. sprinkle what you want in. Yep. That's one of the yes. beauties that I've kind of started to notice with Savage Worlds is, is that there's a lot of, if you stick with just the base, mm-hmm. like, book, and then get, like, because they've got a fantasy one, they've got a science fiction one, they've got mm-hmm. a superpowers one, and they've got a horror mm-hmm. one, which are yeah. all the base trope concepts. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay, well, that that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And then one of the guys that's in my normal group was like, because I was like, I've run Pathfinder, this adventure path for like the last year and a half. Mm-hmm. I said, I need a break. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, somebody else has got to run something for at least a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so he was like, well, I'll run Savage Worlds. You guys haven't played it. It's a fun game. And I'm like, okay, cool. So he's been running like this post-apocalyptic one. And I'm just like, this would be amazing. I don't know about the system yet.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Cause I haven't played enough with the system to really kind of figure it out yet.
2: Th- that's kind of the tough thing with certain systems that are, and, and, and that's like where I've gone out and I've explored other systems. It's like, they're either too complex, which GRIPS usually gets a, a bad rap for, but I don't agree with that. Maybe because <laughs> I can do simple, basic fourth-grade math. But um, a lot of people seem to struggle with that. But, you know, it, it's not really that hard uh, to do. I'd say I remember Champions came out, and that was really big for a little while, at least up where I am. And I, that book gave me a headache. <laughs> it, it literally gave me a headache. And I like superpower stuff. And I ran supers and GURPS because of that, but it's like champions. I just I I couldn't get into it. it. It it was something about it just it hurt my brain. It took trig to do. Yeah.
1: No, it didn't. It wasn't trigonometry. It no. Got no. It was algebra two and some pre-cal, And I'm yeah. not kidding. Oh, I know. Oh no,
2: I agree. And the, the same. No, but it wasn't
1: trig. I know this. trig. It wasn't trig.
2: The same people who would come to me and tell me I should run this instead of GURPS for Supers because it was so much better and so much simpler. I'm like, you're joking. GURPS 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 is fourth grade math.
1: Algebra 2. That's about it. It's it's fourth grade
2: math. It's division. Division is the toughest thing. Yeah, I guess sometimes you do have to do formulas to get to Mm -hmm. some of the, the. Yes. But still, it's really algebra two is fourth grade math it just instead of the little box that you got on on uh your your fourth grade test that said uh box plus two equals five it was x plus two equals five people would go and their heads actually would it was
1: more it was more the conversions it was more of the convert to convert to convert to convert you know mm-hmm. you take one thing and then you pop it in another system to another system mm-hmm. another, it was the chain of conversions a lot of people just went i want to do this i'm like it isn't that hard?
2: No, no, but it's not. And, and for for me it was all my stuff. So it was like here are my race templates, here are my you know, and, and obviously like the low tech weapons and stuff I pretty much would just bring in because I'm not gonna develop uh, uh new weapons and stuff where you know that sense. It's like it's like I'm gonna go through and recreate cattle. No. And I can see why some people might maybe like that. But to me the thing is I like to run stories because people can identify and get pulled into the story from elements. And the more elements I make foreign within the story, the harder it becomes for people to identify with anything in there. And the best example I got was uh, this good friend uh, Jeff Sweeney, who uh, was playing a silicon-based life form uh, game, and and he, he he's like it was kind of novel for like the first game, but then he's like it was just admit nothing to him and it bored him, you know? Yeah. And it's like, how do I identify with this thing that is so alien to me? And, and for me, when it's science fiction, when it's fantasy, when it's horror, the thing is, the genre is always secondary to the story, you know? And it's not to say the genre isn't important, but the thing is, if I can't pull out the genre elements and make a compelling story that people just like, then the genre is wasted on a bad story. Yeah. You know, because you know, you can take horror and mix it in to drama to heighten certain senses. But the thing is if you take the horror out and there's no basic story for people to latch on to and go, you know what? You know, I I have Feelings for characters. I hate certain characters. I love certain characters. Oh, yay! That the NPCs back. Everyone loves this NPC who's really mean to the whole players all the time, but for some reason they like him. Yeah. You know, and if there aren't those kind of elements, you know, the genre can help cover that up a little bit, but you but it uh, can't, really it can't don't have a great fix story. It. Yeah. It cannot it can't fix, fix a no. story
0: that's not there. Yeah. A genre is supposed to add flavor to an existing mm. structure. Basically. Exactly.
2: Stories are really stories. You yeah. know, and, and, and this is also my other joke is, you know, uh, the last original story was made before the first one was written down. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know. Pretty you know, close. Well, well before Aristotle said that there are no new plots. There were no new plots long before him. You know, and the thing is. You know, it's like you watch the Matrix and I'm like, hey, it's, it's, it's the hero's journey. Well, it's not only the hero's journey, but it's, 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 it's it's the gospel of, of Luke.
1: Uh,
2: You know, uh, there's John the Baptist. Oh, there's Jesus. There's Judas. There's Mary Magdalene.
0: Yeah.
2: Wow. I've read this story before and I have nothing against it. It was the, well, the Matrix. I have nothing against, um, (laughs) but, um,
1: there were, what are you talking about? There was only the Matrix. What are you talking about?
2: There were no other movies. I, I can accept except for that Animatrix.
1: Completely. The Animatrix was awesome.
2: Yeah, it was. I've actually not seen that. I've heard <gasps> it's good. I, oh, I do want to watch. It is watch. so good. It was one of those things when it came out. I was so resistant because there were these things that almost looked like a Matrix kind of thing that came out. Like there were two of them, which made me afraid to engage with anything with the word Matrix in it for a little while. Uh, I hold grudges.
1: Uh, oh, yes, but they, I, I actually am familiar with some of the animation studios and the story studios that worked, and their voice acting was on point. Phenomenal.
2: Yeah, no, I know. I've heard it was phenomenal. So it's one of those I need to, to go back and watch. But, you uh, do. Yeah. You, you really are, do.
1: I think you can stream it.
2: Oh, I'm sure. Like I, 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 I'm sure I've seen it on several uh, things, but we have Amazon, so I never know if they're free or not. Um, not that I'm cheap.
1: Uh, <laughs> hey, don't feel bad. Same here.
2: But you know, it's like, you know, you know. So th- that those have always really been my obsessions, you know. Which, you know, really, you know, I I think game mastering and storytelling are the two most undervalued skill sets in the planet. Um, you know, first off, if they had got GMs to put together the Dragonlance movie, it maybe would have not sucked. Um, you know, or the D and D movie <laughs> maybe wouldn't have sucked. And um, keep the Wayans out of it.
0: I was gonna say you had to keep the Wayans out of it to really make that <laughs> but movie. You, but not you suck. know what?
2: <laughs> but you know what? If it had a good story, you could still use that. You know, because you those kind of characters are in the world, right? But you know, the thing is, when you have no story, you know, genre, yeah. love for setting yeah. can't make up for it. I mean, nothing will ever make up for the Phantom Menace. Um, you know, I, I love Star Wars, <laughs> you know, and maybe if Jar Jar wasn't in there, I could maybe get past it. But um, with Jar Jar plus just lack of story and adding it, starting to try and come up with actual scientific BS to back up. It's a fantasy setting in it's space. It's fine. Just leave it alone. It was fine. Well, it's a but, space you know, science horror.
1: fantasy. Science fantasy.
2: Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, if it makes you feel yeah. better to say that, but I mean... No, there were that's
1: th- the, the original three were, and then when you did They the,
0: were space the, operas.
2: Yeah. They were space operas. I mean, there's no need there, to try and explain the Force. There's no need to, to try wow. and explain just buy into the it. engines. You buy into it because the you story buy into it. is that compelling. Well, and that's it's that that's compelling that why? you forgive Return of the Jedi because of Ewoks. You forgive it because of the rest of the story you know because of the power of the first two movies. Yes you do. You forgive the movie. Uh, okay. You should.
0: I have seen every single one of the movies in the theater. Mm-hmm. All of them. And mm-hmm. that is the one movie that I it's it's as bad to me. Those mm-hmm. those Ewoks make me fundamentally angry because mm-hmm. they don't it <laughs> they, 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 they were they were we wanted to do something with wookies but we didn't know how to
2: Yeah. so we we, we <laughs> repurposed the jaw was but you know keeping java costumes those were cooler exactly um, yeah yeah no i agree and that should have been uh, once again a story thing where you back off and go you know what we've yeah. overreached that's something that we would have loved to do, and we shouldn't do it. And then don't spend 20 years trying to explain how this is what you've always been to do. Um, yeah. But you know what? But the thing is, still, it's the overall story arc. That's because Lucas you, you can't, is a noodler. You can't, have, you can't have the first trilogy without that movie. If you don't forget that one, you don't get to the conclusion of the first trilogy. You can't get to uh, the, uh, oh my gosh, the rogue Rogue War uh Rogue, Rogue One. One. One is the prequel to those. Yeah, but, I'm saying, but they it doesn't matter without those. Right. You know and it, it could have been cuz I thought really Rogue One was on par with any of the good movies. Yeah. Uh oh,
1: gosh, yes. yes,
2: I I thought I think, it was on par. Yeah. Here's, it here's could have what been better. Have happened. I don't know.
0: I honestly feel that if Lucas had just done them in order they
2: would have been fine. I think Lucas BS's about a lot of the stuff that he says he had about all of this. Right. And he had one story. Well, and he stretched it to two. It's obvious that he did not and, have and, one. And, and, and two was great. And three, he, he do you know why a lot two, of Do you know why two is conclusion. loved by most people? Because,
0: Boba no. Lucas didn't
2: direct it. Yes.
0: It was directed by somebody
2: else. I thought he, did. he direct. He did direct the. He directed the first one. One of them was. One of them was. Uh, the crazy uh, Indiana Jones guy. My brain is just. I think that was the third Spielberg. one. Spielberg did it. Yeah.
0: I think that was the third one.
2: That was the third one. Okay. And, and the Spielberg second one was the done.
0: The guy who, who directed it. Like when he was done and showed it, Lucas was like, What have you done to my masterpiece? And it's like, I made it awesome.
2: <laughs> and it was. It was. And it was. It I was, mean, Empire was awesome. It was the all. I, I, I don't them. know. And it's because it doesn't exist. And Rogue One is not as powerful without Star Wars, the first one. Um, yes. The way it all ties in, especially at the end, and you're like, Oh, you know, but you know i mean obviously character wise i, I, I the, the lady who who led that movie just crushed it she yeah. freaking crushed it and and that m- might be the best one but it's it's like there's just too many emotions to be able to judge it correctly for me
0: yeah there's a lot of nostalgia that's attached to the others and mm-hmm. rogue one is a new era and rogue one would have been a movies.
2: great would have been a great movie if you didn't put Star Wars attached to it as well. If you just taken that story, a little bit different spaceships, it would have been a good. But the thing is, I don't know if it would have been as good as it was without the nostalgia for the original ones. Yeah. And yeah, I, I is, can't judge it that way.
1: But the way that it was done, though, it was we already knew what, you know, uh, a general ending, of, yeah. Of basics. Yeah. So and I think, you know, when you have and, and you see this, not only that, but you see it in you see this a lot, actually, in video games. You know, um, I'll pull out Deus Ex, and then you had uh, Not Going Into Man, kind of a human revolution. You already knew kind of what happened later, mm-hmm. you know, with, you know, but but then you made a prequel, and you brought it a little bit closer, and then, you know, they were, you, you knew what was going to happen at the end of just the original video game Deus mm-hmm. Ex. And there were little things that kind of, you could watch it, and you'd, on your own, everything else, it was great but there was extra. made it even more, you know, it was like the whipped cream and sprinkles and a cherry on top that made it just like perfect because mm-hmm. of that nostalgia and you remembered and what it kind of led into. Well,
0: and I think they learned a very, very valuable lesson when they did episode seven. Mm-hmm. Because in episode seven, there were so many nods to the original mm-hmm. that it was just like, Okay, yes, we get it. You're making a new Star Wars trilogy. Just make it. Don't, don't nod
1: to what's already
0: come. We already get that. You, didn't need,
1: you, needed, it, it, you just needed nods. You did not need to headbang to it. Yeah, 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 and you
0: could. And I think they learned with everybody's reaction to Episode Seven that when they did mm-hmm. Rogue One, they were like, we just have this amazing story we need to tell. Yeah, Yeah. and so so they made that. Gods
2: will come if you tell a Star Wars story, especially in the lifespans of the characters from the original trilogy. Right. You don't Mm -hmm. need to force it. Yeah. You know, and so
0: like that's why I think like Last Jedi is going to be amazing. Yeah. Eight and nine are going to just bust it out
2: to the point. Well, I I think too. And this is one of the. Oh, it depends. As a storyteller, we don't know how much they're going to have to rewrite
1: the story, though, too.
2: Yeah, but the the Carrie Fisher? St- st- stories are all fixable. Yeah, you know, it's, it's like you have an idea and, you know, if you got 20 people, you can get 22 stories from any idea. Yeah, you know, so, you know, you know, the thing is stories are fixable and that's rough because Carrie Fisher is awesome. Um, and and she was important, obviously, the way they were leading it in. But this is one of my fears as a storyteller, you know, as a buddy novelist and, you know, I, I love telling stories. And so my fear is, you know, it's like you kill off Han Solo, you 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 really annoy half the world. It was like, I forget who uh, it, it, it was, um oh my, um, Ari Salvador wrote the Star Wars that killed Chewbacca. And um, he literally got death threats. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. You know,
2: and, and, and you're like Sometimes good, loving characters have to die.
1: Yeah. Yeah, just got to be careful and don't pull a Joss Whedon.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I didn't see the point of that one. That was more just a punch in the gut uh, kind of killing. But um, what, of, of Solo? Serenity? Oh, oh and, I was thinking of Serenity.
1: In Serenity, the movie, and Dr. Marvel's th- single-on blog, and
2: yeah. I, I thought Solo yeah. was, was that kind of kill. You know, it it was it, it was done really because they couldn't afford him. Um, you know, also
1: he wanted Solo to die in the first one. Yeah, yeah, know, he yeah, thought That was kind of dumb bringing it back. So he, I he think w- this he is was a way done to... with it. Yeah, he's like, and, 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 "I'm coming but, back to make a stop." They,
2: they they didn't work it into the story well enough. You know, and it was just sort of a cheap shot kill. You know, to try and get you know some fan reaction, which doesn't work. But sometimes in stories, important characters have to die for it to be a good story. Right. You know, Obi wan Obi-Wan had to die. And that was a brilliant kill. Um, And that's probably one of my favorite kills of a character you don't want to die. Uh, (laughs) You know, but you're like, oh, it hurts. But you you need that pain on on as a receiver of the story sometimes.
0: Well, and and I'm pretty sure that Lucas realized that he was not going to be able to have that particular actor. Yeah.
1: Alec Guinness? Yeah, well,
0: I mean, he... He was world renowned before he did that. Yeah, yeah he he was he was the like, big name star in the movie. I mean, yeah,
1: yeah, he was in Excalibur, and and yeah.
0: that was that was one of those things that he was not going to be able to have him in the whole movie for all three movies. Mm-hmm. He knew mm-hmm. this, mm-hmm. so he's like, if we kill him, then we can bring him back in these cameos, mm-hmm. and it much more
2: affordable. And it's yeah, way more affordable for us. Or you get to a point where, especially you know, it's like, you know, it's like Harrison Ford. I I love him, but he's kind of like a plane crash now. That was kind of mean. Um, <laughs> he, he, but you know, I'm saying it's like I, I loved Indiana Jones. I I you know I or the th- the three movies they made at that. You know, I I loved Han Solo as a great character. Um, I even enjoyed a lot of his sort of. Very formulaic action movies were were fun to watch. Um, he, you know, he does a couple of characters very well, but he's past the age he can deliver those characters anymore. Yeah. You know, and 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 I'm I'm not saying he can't adjust in there, but I don't think the characters could adjust. You know, and I kind of agree with him. Bringing Han Solo back was one of those pointless nods that they should have just had him die off in the meantime. You know, and it wouldn't be quite as powerful, but you know, what is the story value of bringing back a character? But sometimes you're forced to, it, and, and, and this is sometimes where you get trapped as a storyteller. When you do a great job creating characters, you know, you know, your players can get rebellious, you know, or they will start going to seek out certain characters b- because they enjoy them so much. And you're like, that's done. That, that part of the story is done. Let yeah. it go. and And they and don't I, want to, they don't want to. And, and I don't know if there's really a correct answer because sometimes you're kind of compelled to do certain things that the problem is you can become really predictable if you stay too much in that willingness to not kill off characters close to uh, close to the readers, close to your uh, uh, players, close to the people enjoying your video game or your movie um, so I don't
0: yeah know. well we have been uh, talking for about an hour now <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I refuse to look at so, the time.
0: Yeah, yeah I, I looked at it just now, and I'm like, oh, we've already been going for an hour. We could do this for hours. <laughs> yes. Because, I mean, yeah, there's so much to talk about with story and and gaming mm-hmm. and GMing to get all of these things to happen. And it's, it is a, a juggling balancing act. Yeah. And... <laughs> pulling that kind of inspiration from all of these examples helps to make you better. So consuming mm. as much media, as many books, as many yeah. video games, all of these things are going to
2: do nothing but make you into a better GM. And, and really take from the example of the Matrix, right? You know, look to real life stories. The best stories are in history. You know, and and, and the, the irony is Hollywood only ever picks a few to talk about. You know, for the, you know, thousand plus years of the Roman Empire, you know, it's it's Romeo and Juliet. I mean, not Romeo and Juliet. It's Julius Caesar, you know, through Augustus taking over the empire is the only part that they ever talk about. And there's so many incredible stories that happen in real life that you have to be careful, too, because some of them won't seem r- real to people. Oh, that's 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 bogus. No, that really happened. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> Punic Wars, you know. The yeah, first yeah. Punic War, the second Punic War, which is Hannibal crossing the Alps and all of those things.
2: And then the third Punic War, Carthage. which was sort of pointless, but um.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, the sacking of Carthage at that point, but well, that's
2: really all it was. Was like, okay, that's Skipio's it. was his grandson,
1: That was Scipio's great,
2: yeah, yeah, that was
1: his grandson, adopted grandson, actually. But that ties into the brothers Gracchi. But you're gonna think it's like they all tie in, but mm-hmm. unless you know the stories. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. so the Gracchi brothers—you know, those were—they yeah. were plebeians, but they were, I think, cousins or something like that, tied uh, to the grandson of Scipio Africanus.
2: Mm-hmm. So you yeah. know, all
1: that crazy stuff.
2: And, and, and the whole idea—if you don't understand that the Romans were all fighting for this thing, I think it's called digitas, you mm-hmm. know, which is sort of like your 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 fame, your your gravitas, I guess is kind of what we think of it as today.
1: Almost like an honor in a, in a way that, of a cling. Yeah. It, it was cling on honor like, but yeah it was
2: your score it was your your human mm-hmm. score and, mm-hmm. and, and but really that whole thing that that drove and and, and pushed and, and created uh, Scipio and uh, that massively important family which kind of took over that process for several generations is also the thing that led to yeah. the end of the Empire yeah, you know they, under the and, Republic and it started the Empire. You know, yeah,
1: and Scipio is like everyone knows Scipio Africanus, but his father Publius Cornelius Scipio was the one that originally found when he was, you know, it's like okay, war on Carthage. Mm-hmm. He's the one that's going over. He goes into Spain, mm-hmm. sees that they're moving and going to go over the Alps, and runs back.
2: Yeah, exactly. And, and one of the great stories too that gets lost is um, uh, when Rome was forming up and they were going to expel um uh the, the 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 tyrant king whose name unfortunately i can't remember right now uh the etruscan uh, uh, i know i know you're uh, talking names uh, for- uh it, there was a rape of cornelia and and she was raped she was killed by this man called brutus <laughs> literally yeah It was his Mm -hmm. great, 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 great grandson who, because that was his ancestor, was compelled to be the first person to stab his best friend and kill him because that was his best friend. Yeah, but Brutus, it's the same family, and it's because of the strange honor connection in that culture that forces them to really, Brutus had no choice because of the 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 same um gravitas for his family uh uh you know how like to pull that knife. Yeah. It, it's really weird, but it's 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 funny. It, it and it goes all the way back to that probably even maybe a partially uh not even true story. I mean there's no evidence for that stuff happening. Um so um like archaeologically speaking but it, it it but it existed in Rome that entire length of time that story existed and 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 there's probably so, definitely some truth to that story so but yeah. family family ways he was going to side with the senate the whole time
0: yeah <laughs> all right well before we start off on another tangent <laughs> oh i could do this all night i know i know uh, we can, we did we, this we 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 son, did this can we, same sort of thing. can we bring him back can
1: we bring him back can we bring them back and, and talk stories, just different whole yeah. cool history stories, please, 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 please?
0: We just got to get the time.
2: Yeah, no, no. maybe we'll, we'll set something up where Michael or I were swing by, uh, you know, just, just well, I love your guys' show. And like I said, <laughs> th- 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 there's so much to talk about, like with just world building.
0: Yeah. You know, and,
2: and then I'm forced into story mm. because of that. Cause so many world builders forget that there's the story part. That's really important. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you have to keep reminding them that, you know, unless you're just doing it for fun, which is okay, uh, you know, you have to think about what is your story, what the elements you need for your story, and build your world, world that way. You know, yeah. so.
1: If, if you think about it, a simple way to think about it is Shakespeare. Mm. You can see a Shakespeare play on stage with no props, mm-hmm. with no scenery, no nothing, just the actors, mm-hmm. and it's fine but the rest of your world that's yeah. the that's the the stage setting and the lighting and the props and and the and all the different accoutrements that exactly. really suck you in but if you don't have those actors if you don't have that story being purveyed, you know it, it's pretty much as like if you could listen to a storyteller at a at a fire tell it and that's mm-hmm. all you'd need and then everything else it's like that's what makes it just you know, that ice cream is better. awesome. That's yeah. yeah. And that it's the you know, the story is the ice cream. Yep. But all that other stuff is what makes it a Sunday. But ice cream is mm. so awesome it can stand on its own. Sprinkles, yeah. not
2: so much. Yeah. But but Derek uh, has pretty direct access. But the good news is Derek has pretty direct access because he's in our Facebook group. So uh oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> even though i. It's not really our Facebook group anymore. Um, we share in it, but it's it's really kind of a fun community, I have to say. There's a lot, a lot of great characters in there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: No, they're are really all. There yeah. is no
1: no no. It just
0: yeah, uh, Charles fun and adventure. I were were on Messenger like all day today, like just talking. Mm. Who's one yeah. of the guys that's on the oh, on yeah. their Facebook group? And yeah, I got him. That's the new guy that just joined ours.
2: Mm. oh, oh he's George. yeah
0: <laughs> yeah he he downloaded everything from our feed it, and is going through it right now like he's like and he lives in west virginia mm-hmm. and he commutes into maryland like every day so he's listening to it on his way back and forth between work
1: That is are right hop skipping a jump away from me
0: i know i know monster he said <laughs> he did a review but i don't i don't know if it if it went live yet or not. Let me hear. Yeah, you real iTunes, quick.
2: Reviews, I, iTunes review, reviews could take up to 24 hours to become visible. Yeah. I've had so many people, you know, you know, say, oh, I just reviewed your show. And then you're like, yay. And you go right over to check out your reviews. And you're like, I don't have any new reviews. And then like the next day, you have a new review. And you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. It happens on oh, the, the iTunes. One.
0: review one. Here we go. I'm going to read it. No. Yes. yes, yes, I have
1: yeah. to because.
0: And it's by X Army Geek. Just found this yesterday oh, and I have been binging it ever since. A ton of fun to listen to and a great way to get introduced to the world of GMing. Don't know what GMing is? Give this a listen and learn.
2: Yes, okay? Five star. Yeah. Woohoo! I, I have a feeling I know who that is, yes. Um, it's not Michael. No, no, no. But if, if it's an ex-army geek who doesn't know what game mastering is, then I, uh, that, that that leaves one person uh, that I know. So, Yeah.
1: <laughs> so.
2: Uh, as we all like to say, go army.
1: So. <sighs> I'm an Annapolis Whatever. girl.
2: Whatever you. Actually, are. I'm really a scout, so I hate the army. I hate the everything so <laughs> well, yeah. will, will you people stop shooting me <laughs> we had
0: we had discussions about this at, on <laughs> before our show with, where I was yeah. over there so but yeah okay. so well alright we're going to you- do shout outs and then we're going to close down because we're now approaching almost an hour and ten minutes <laughs> yeah, yeah that's who's pushing wh- it whose fault
2: so,
1: is that
0: Uh, That's all of our faults because we're enjoying this. So, (laughs) Jeffrey, what do you got?
2: Um, I have to give a shout-out to uh, uh, one of my friends, Dean Frost. Uh, She's actually uh, put together maps that are going to go inserted into my first novel. So... um, Um, uh, also a game master, uh, storyteller person also in the group. Uh, I don't know if you've had a chance to to talk much to her. Um, she's only recently become active again, but, um, a great person. So go to, uh, dnfrost.com, uh, check out. She has a lot of really cool map stuff there. So very cool stuff.
0: Awesome. Jules, what you got?
1: And I hate it when you do this to me. I know. so mean. I know. I mean...
2: You have to pick one thing you like today. Just one. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Nothing. I hate everything. (laughs) No, actually...
0: (laughs) No, actually, you do hate most things, but...
1: (laughs) No, um, but for for reals, honestly, there's there's a YouTube series I came across recently. And one, it's ridiculous. It's done in... uh, it's called Grade A Under A. It, it, the dude has already has a bajillion subscribers, but he's sorry. It, it, he's got this wonderful take on just everything from stuff I hate when I go to the barber shop to men's fashion to What's uh, that? yeah, <laughs> but to to uh, like uh, there there was this whole thing on YouTube drama, and then he's like. But he's got this really, really super duper thick accent, ah, uh, British accent, and oh my god, it's just like also like you did thing on like for Mother's Day. He's like Mother's Day, just just get her some flowers, some chocolates, get her what you really wanted to give her for Mother's Day, and then you wait like three weeks and then give it to her, and you're gonna get so many more sun points. And he has like this super thick accent. It's <laughs> really funny done, and he's like I. He has things like. You know, I hate autocorrect or, you know, shopping online. And they're just, they're entertaining so to So are they just to. like
2: short, short rant kind of videos? Or? They're
1: not even rants. Some of them are, um, yeah, some of them are like, some are rants, some are observations, some are, hmm. this stinks, how do we fix it? Okay. And they're just, I, I, they're funny. I find them hilarious, okay. but then again, I, I am a hateful, sarcastic human
2: being. <laughs> so we'll, we'll I'm, put from, the link- I'm from the north. I'm from the northeast. So I, I doubt that. Ball
1: more, hon. Yo. But uh, yeah. no, but yeah, we'll put the link for that down in the doobly-doo. It's it's I enjoyed it. And the animation style is, is kind of what makes it just, oh, you know, man. ridiculous. It's, it's that it's extra, the next level. Yeah. It, they, they, they all combine together to just make it just like <sighs> it's kind of like catharsis through someone else yelling.
0: <laughs> yes. Nice. Yeah, so you save your voice. Nice. <laughs> How about well, you? I have a YouTube channel too. Eh. I, yeah, cuz I do I do go on YouTube from time to time. Not as much as um other people do. But that's just me. Uh it is I'm always talking about making things like landscape and and you know, painting minis and all that fun stuff. And this guy actually kind of got me inspired to start building set pieces for my game so that when my table is laid out, it's just everything is, like, exactly how it looks. And it is called... uh, The YouTube channel is The DM's Craft. And, um, yeah, the... The guy who does all the videos over there goes through like step by step how to make stuff and it's really cool. Um, him and then there's another guy that has another channel, and between the two of them, it's just like really amazingly inspiring to build Mm. your own sets basically Mm. for your show, which is your game. If you do a lot of Sitting around an actual table and playing,
2: <laughs> yes. Which well, see, I, I I do more mind's eye stuff, so I usually use more description stuff that I do set and. But sometimes it it really it's very helpful to be able to know the location things.
0: It is, and my wife is one of those people that does not
1: very much like me spatially. Yeah, she, she spatially imagination. Not, we can't quite do that.
0: She doesn't think she can't perceive when somebody talks like Mm. how something is supposed to look. Mm. So she has a lot of trouble with that, which is one of the reasons why I love making maps and all of these other things. Cause it's just like, no, no, this is where you guys are. This is where you need to be. And she's like, Oh, okay. I got it now.
2: Oh, I use maps. It's just like miniatures and, uh, and set pieces. No, no, no time for that.
0: (laughs) I, I make the time because I love doing it. Yes. And if you have, you
2: seen his table. If you: <laughs> Well, one of the groups I randomly joined on Facebook that he belonged to is, might, might be the Facebook group from one of these guys because there's just like amazing images of, of, of you know, just great miniatures and like these set pieces that look like they're like, you know, miniatures for movies. I mean, some of them are, are really amazing some of the stuff that people do, it's incredible.
0: Yeah Yeah, yeah. And, and that's basically some of the stuff that I try to do. Um, right now, I don't have the space to store it anymore. So <laughs> I've been uh, going through and getting rid of of lots of stuff for so uh, the move I've that I'm getting ready to make.
2: A dark tower now. It's just one really tall dark tower. Um, We built a...
0: So my wife's character decided that she wanted to start an inn. And she figured, well, I'll start with a tavern. So she built the tavern that the characters own. Mm. And so her character built the tavern. So my wife sat there and built a tavern. Dear Lord. So they in one of the adventures they fought and killed a five-headed hydra. She sculpted all five heads and mounted them on a bar that's awesome and it hangs on the wall in the inn like she does <laughs> things like that so it's like we both get really invested in making these really cool set pieces yeah that people can enjoy and everybody in the group just loves them and so yeah we we do things like that <laughs> So, and, I mean, it's some of it's just because it looks really cool. And she's like, well, no, this is our, you know, she's even got, like, the basement. She built stairs <laughs> for it. And, yeah.
2: Guys, I, got, I need a giant head. Can we go out this week and go kill a giant, please?
0: Yeah, pretty much. Uh, they have, like, their treasure room and, like, all of the special pieces that they found in the adventure that they're on. Like mm. That they're like, well, we're not selling this. This is going in the treasure room. So like she's like made rugs and stuff that are gonna go in the treasure room. Yeah, it's just insane
2: how much stuff she's built.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, um,
2: I, I I would make fun, but then you know someone would, would leak out my Skyrim with all of the homes and stuff like that. So, well, um.
0: <laughs> see, I'm gonna take that crafting thing to the next step because mm-hmm. when I, I have to bring back to
2: tabletop. That's right.
0: Well, when I. When I buy my uh, my house, I've already decided that I need to have at least a half acre. Because I'm going to build your vasker. <laughs> and the top part is going to be where the gaming is done. And then underneath is going to be my recording equipment and all of my books and my, my workspace for building all of these pieces and storage mm. for everything.
2: Of course, yeah.
0: And... You know, I'm just like I want to build this thing and make it awesome. <laughs> so, I'm going to basically build a Viking longship turned upside down in the side mm-hmm. of a mountain because I live in a mountain range and I'm going to basically be able to build your vasker.
2: Yeah. Well, the good news is they say people who can visualize themselves in their dreams are more likely to achieve them. So that's See? that's you're you're on your <laughs> I I've wanted to do this for like several <laughs> years now.
0: So, Well, I think that's going to wrap us up, guys. We have been going for an hour and 15 minutes. So, it has been fun, and when, at some point in the future, Jeffrey, we're (laughs) going to have to definitely get
2: you back on and talk more. Almost definitely. Under penalty
1: of severe pokey trauma, you must come back.
2: Well, (laughs) I... Getting me to talk about stories is one of the simplest tasks to do. So, uh, yeah, we'll definitely uh, try to work something out. Uh, but you know, I had a super blast. It was very nice being you in person, Jules. Good seeing Aww, you again, Eric. Thanks. Yeah, yeah and uh, keep up the cynicism. I mean,
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least hey, that's that allows me to write a lot of my creepy stop blocks. You seem to like hey. them,
2: <laughs> Zen. Right? Yeah. You know, Zen likes you know,
1: to want to go like dark, so. <laughs>
2: Yeah, like, that's nothing twisted. wrong with dark. Nothing wrong with dark. All right, guys. Very good meeting both of you and uh Tell yeah. us
0: where they can find you real quick.
2: Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> if you go to gardul.com, dot com, that's G A R D U L dot com. My cheesy little r- radio voice. Uh or uh if you go to iTunes, uh there's the World Builders Anvil podcast. And uh we talk largely about world building, uh or things surrounding world building. So things to help world builders out. Um I kinda of go all over the place sometimes, but it's really core for creative people to be able to start getting a little bit closer to their dreams, but how to world and storytelling mainly.
1: <laughs> yeah, but we'll put the links down all that down in the doobly doo. So, you know, yep. easy click and click and go.
2: Yes. Yeah. And actually I have to figure out what episode to put your interview on too. So <laughs> <laughs> yours is gonna go up in about three weeks. Yeah. Well, so. I have to figure it out. Well, like with with Mike out of commission, uh, I might use that mm-hmm. as a filler instead of a bonus episode. So uh, I'll, I'll I'll let you know that before it goes out, so you can share it out with whoever you want to to okay. do I'm,
1: it. I'm sending mental healing vibes from my brain to Mike. I, yes. I don't know if it'll Trade do respect. anything,
0: yeah. but at least so know it that won't we're hurt. About yeah, okay. So no Jeffrey, thing about him. I've heard that there is a name that you have a hard time saying.
2: I, I don't know what you're talking about.
1: He's, Are you be he's mean? a
2: British author. You don't be author. mean. He Terry wrote this really oh, great, that was great trilogy,
0: and then he wrote a children's storybook. It was right around the time of between World War One and World War Two.
2: Mm.
0: He did linguistics.
2: It, 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 it sounds like a uh, something very token. So. <laughs>
1: Ooh, burn.
0: We're trying to get him to say it for real. Because <laughs> he always says token. <laughs> always? <laughs> always.
2: But at least I like him. I'm like the other guy who I really love, who I have to pretend like I hate. Um, so, um because he steals my brain. <laughs> That's Indeed. the worst thing. Zombie, Neil, Ga- zomb- Neil Gaiman steals my brains. He does it precognitively, which is sometimes even more annoying. But, but <laughs> at first, I thought you were going to go towards the Neil Gaiman thing. I didn't realize you you wanted a token thing. <laughs> One of these days, we're going to get
0: you to say it for real.
2: Now he you might. You no, might. it's called a Freudian
0: slip. Yeah.
1: The, no, he's the O G G J R R.
0: Yeah, O G G J R R.
1: Yeah, he's the O G. JRR, you know, because there's J.R. Martin too. There's R.R. That there is R.R. Martin. Yeah. I can't. I can't speak to that.
2: I usually call him uh, one short, but um, yeah. I don't. I don't know why. It's probably nothing.
1: (laughs) Mean.
0: All right, guys, this has been fun, and we will see you guys all next week.
1: Have a good one.
0: Bye Bye bye. Bye. You can contact us or the show by using Twitter, Facebook, or regular old email. Our Twitter accounts
1: are at Zended, at Jules Podcaster, and at Mo
0: Operations. And the show's Twitter account is at Seize the
1: GM. And you can find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash GM.
0: You can email questions or comments to the show at admin at SeizeTheGM.com. You can email me at Zendet at
1: SeizeTheGM.com. Me at Jules at com, And me
0: at at Operations at com.
1: Thanks for joining us for this episode of Seize The GM. Feel free to leave a comment about this episode on our webpage, www.seizetheGM.com. Let the dice fall where they may, and we'll see you again next week.
0: Seize the GM is released under a Creative Commons Attribution, non commercial share alike 4.0 international license. All copyrighted materials referenced herein are held by the respective owners. No infringement is intended and no plan of ownership is implied. The music for the show is Dreaming Spirit off of the album Ghost Machine by The Enigma TNG. His music is released under a Creative Commons Attribution. Non-Commercial No Derivatives 3.0 Unported License